Welcome back to our seventh podcast, guys. Thank you for joining us today on a Sunday afternoon. I'm here with Braden Wilhoy and his father, Eddie Wilhoy. He kind of wanted to come in and just kind of join and spectate us to see what we see what we do here. Yeah, so um, he just wanted to join after church, come listen to us. So uh, he'll be here with us today. But we're going to talk about our week real quick and what kind of went down. So, Cole, how has your, your week been so far? Well, it's been pretty decent. It was been kind of stressful i've had four tests to do this week i've worked almost 40 hours this week so i've been pretty busy every day i've came straight from school straight to work you know yeah that adult life yeah it's really fun college kid and then going to going to school and then having to go to work to make that money to pay for stuff yeah it kind of sucks i got a truck payment now so i really have to (laughs) i really have to get payments but um for you guys that don't know, the reason we haven't uploaded a podcast in the past couple of days is Sunday. Cole, you can say it. I ain't gonna say it. You can say it. Uh, all right. Well, Sunday, my sister had her baby, so you know I'm an uncle now. It's pretty cool. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I guess it'll take a while to get used to. Welcome to the club. Are you an uncle? Oh yeah, you are an uncle, aren't I'm you? An uncle of like six kids. <laughs> I'm only one, and I hope it stays like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cole Cole became an uncle Sunday, so congratulations to Megan. And I uh, hope the baby stays healthy. She weighed what, five, six. It was five pounds. I think I'm pretty sure he was five pounds, seven ounces. And then uh, baby's supposed to lose a bit of weight when they're born. So a day after he got he got down to four pounds, fifteen ounces. But now he's broken his way back up, which is good. Yeah. Well, as long as he's healthy, that's all that matters. But uh, and then Wednesday, my dad was off this week, so we decided to go fishing. But um, it's been a been a pretty good week, other than that. But we're back. We've just been really kind of busy these past couple couple days, but um, my week has been eventful, I guess you could say. Went fishing a couple times, went to North Carolina Friday to visit the company that I'm working for now, the fishing company. Spent some money on that, but uh, other than that, it's been a time crunch to make sure we get everything ready for the good to go when I start guiding. But other than that, it's yeah, been I was pretty shocked when you uh, when you texted me and told me how much money you spent on a rod and reel. Yeah, almost six hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it's it's up there, but it's worth it. It's I gotta get the good stuff for the people that know what they're doing and guiding and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but what are you gonna do if uh, the person you're guiding breaks it? <laughs> uh, the good thing is about the moonshine rod that I bought is if I break it, it comes with an extra tip. If he breaks the tip, mm-hmm. so I can just pull the tip out and replace it, and we're good to go. Well, that's good. So that definitely, and it's the same process the other rods that I usually get. So. Yeah, was pretty good I mean, this is kind of me, but I would never see myself spend that much money on a rod and reel, which I'm not doing it for, like, to make money. I'm doing it for recreational, which is kind of differently. Well, you know what's funny? If I wasn't an employee, it would have been close to $700, but I got a discount because I worked for that company. Yeah, you told me that Moonshine Rods, do you say they sponsor you or they're going to? Because you said you get a discount with it. not sponsor me. They're going to be, I'm going to be on their pro staff, which means I'll get, like, discounts and stuff like that for it. So that'd be pretty nice because it's very expensive. So any little discount you can get will be great. It is, it is. But uh, yeah. So I did, I did break my dad's favorite rod Friday evening after I had just bought one. But I guess I, I mean I guess since you broke his favorite rod and you just got a rod, you gotta give that one to him, right? Well, no, I ordered another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I was, you know how they pull apart or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on my couch. And where where it had been stuck on there so long, we hadn't broke it down. When I pulled it like this, it popped off mm-hmm. like that. It hit the door and broke the very tip of it off. 
Yeah, I see. Uh, I seen a second ago how how I said Eddie was here. He's kind of giving you a little bit of a death stare for breaking that rod. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he wasn't too happy about it, but I got him another one coming, so he's fine. Well, at least you're replacing what you took away. So yeah, yeah, I did. But uh, today we're kind of gonna talk about acceptance and what we shouldn't accept as Christians and what we should what we shouldn't allow in today's society, being followers of Jesus Christ. So. I'm going to let, uh, Braden's going to start out with the verse. He's going to read 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. All right, so this is uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14, and it says, But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed, and do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. So what this is saying is when you decide to do good in this world, and you decide to do the right thing, and you stand up for God's word, and you stand up for what he has told us to do, if you ex- if you... You're going to suffer because not everybody's going to agree with what the Bible says. Nobody, There's a lot of people that don't agree with what the Bible says, and they want to live in their own world. They don't want to hear what other people have to say and not really criticize, but try to correct them to what God says, and not a lot of people like that. Yeah, with your walk in Christ, you're going to get judged your whole way through it pretty much. Yeah, it, yeah, for real. But it says later in the verse, you are blessed for standing up and suffering through doing good and for standing up for his word you're going to suffer through it but you're going to be blessed in the very end it says do not be afraid of their threats nor be troubled so even through all them sufferings those threats that you get from other people from the judgment that you're going to get for being a follower of jesus christ and you don't pay attention to that just you just keep walking and everything's going to be okay yeah it's like you said i mean the only thing that matters is in the end doesn't matter what people think about you on earth what the non-believers think about you, as long as you're Christian family, and I mean, you're doing what God says, and that's what's right, and that's what's going to matter in the end. Yeah, that's our most important job. Is we can't accept, we can't accept the things of this world. We have to go by what God's word says and stand up for that stuff. That's pull up, put on the full armor of God and go to battle. Go to battle for Him because He went, He died for you. Yeah, He went to battle for you, so we got to do the same thing for Him. Yes, sir. All right, so I mean, we'll never be able to repay what he did to us, but we can we can try to do our best. Yeah, I mean we're gonna fall, but it's the effort that counts. You know, it's he he literally died the most horrible way of dying. The least you could do is stand up for him. Yeah. That's all he asks is to follow him and stand up for him when the time is needed. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that he would do all that for us. And the only thing he's asking is what you said: just just stand up for me. I'm not asking much. Just follow me and stand up for me. Just take get my back. You got my back, and I'll get your back. Yeah, it's like if you were if you were to get in trouble, and I got your back, you got my back. It's the same way. It really is the same way, except I didn't die for you. But and like we talked about in the last podcast, I mean, we should think as God or Jesus as our friend. So I mean, you're my friend, Braden. You know, you got my back. I got your back. It works both ways, and it's not going to work if it's only a one way thing. Nope, it certainly is not. But but going off of that, Cole's going to jump down to James. Four seventeen, are you starting in James one? You doing James one? Yeah, I'll do. Uh, I think I'm gonna do James one twenty two first. Okay. But ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So let me read that one more time. But ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So in this, we need to be doers of the word, and by the word, it's saying the word is the Bible. And it says, not hearers only. So we don't just need to hear the Bible and kind of just go about our day. You know, we got the Word. We need to actually do what the Word says. And then that last part, deceiving your own self. So if we don't listen 
If, I mean, if we don't do what the word says and we're just listening, we're just going to be, we're just deceiving ourselves. Exactly. I mean, if the Bible tells us to do something and we just, we, we read it and then we don't take it in and we don't do what it says, are we actually followers of Christ? And also, like, if we listen to what the word says, but we don't do it, what's that really going to do for us? Just, we're not exactly. going to do anything for us. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, we can read this thing all day. Exactly. But Any, if we don't act upon it, then we're not doing anything for God. Yeah, I mean, anybody could just read a certain verse in the Bible and be like, all right, I'm good. I mean, it doesn't do anything unless you do anything about it. Yep, for sure. All right, so I'm going to go to, actually, Cole, I'm going to save this last verse for the last part, but I okay. want you to go to James four seventeen and go ahead and read that one. All right, that sounds good. All right, so in James four seventeen it says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if you know that something is good and you go completely against that, because if you know, obviously, if you're a Christian, you're a believer, you know that the stuff in the Bible, it's good and you should listen to that. But if you do with not and go against that, that we sometimes do sometimes when we stray away from the Bible, then it is sin and we know that. Yeah, I mean, if we if we read this and we know something's good and we go into the world and we see an opportunity to do something good for somebody or to glorify God, and we skip that and we don't do that, it's considered sin. I mean, because we, that's our job as the Christians is to be the light of this world. And if we take that, if we see an opportunity to do that, to glorify Him and we don't do it, we're not furthering His kingdom like we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I, I kind of struggled with that a little bit in high school too because I would see opportunities, especially a lot of people that were non-believers who would say something about about how they're atheists or the Bible's not real. That would that's my chance right there to explain to them and try to get them to God, maybe invite them to church. But I mean, I didn't always do that, and I know maybe you didn't either uh, when you were younger too, as well. No, I mean one of the biggest things for me is when somebody says GD or something like that. That just oh, it boils my blood, and I gotta say something. And if you if you're a Christian, you don't say something when somebody says GD. You need to check your heart. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the right. same way too because. I mean, when someone's saying GD, they're taking God's name in vain, and that is not okay at all. Like, I'm like in high school, I was okay like hearing certain cuss words because I mean, I heard it all the time and I didn't do it, but I wouldn't really get that mad or get get mad over anything. But like you said, when someone says GD, that really like well, that's one of the Ten Commandments you. is we're not supposed to take the Lord Lord your God's name in vain. Mm -hmm. And them saying that, we gotta stand up for that. We have to. Oh yeah, I completely agree. So I'll give you I'll give you a prime example. I think it was last week last week during church. It was right right before church started, about twenty minutes. It was like ten forty or something like that. But I seen a homeless man walking walking down the street and I really wanted to invite him to church because you never know, that could be the only time he ever hears the word of God. And I didn't and it ate me alive. I was I was like, My gosh, why didn't I do that? So was that last like, Sunday? Yeah, it was last Sunday. I was like, man, why didn't I just invite him in? I was like, all I had to do is be like, hey, man, you want, you want to join us for church? I mean, the worst he could have said was no. But I took the, I could have took that opportunity and used it to glorify God, but I didn't. And <clears throat> that really, really killed me. I mean, it, even if you say no, I mean, at least you can't say you didn't try, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like I, like I said, it's the effort that counts. Yeah. is doing what he asked you to do. Don't think about it. Just do it. And you'll be, like it says, you'll be blessed for it. So you said that was last week, right? Yeah, it was last Sunday. So where was that at exactly? Well, I was standing out here on the front front porch, I guess you could call it. And he was walking from the rally mart 
that way mm-hmm. on the other side of the road, and I said hi to him. So he's walking towards the church from the Rally Mart, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I said hi to him and everything, and I really wanted to ask him, but I just I did. It was probably honestly the devil just trying to tell you, trying to turn you away to tell you no. Like, you know, I'm a really nervous person. I was like, oh my gosh, what if he what if he thinks I'm weird or something? And I shouldn't think that, but I did, and it it ate me up, dude. Like I was like. It killed me the whole entire time during church. Yeah, I didn't realize it was actually right here. I would th- I thought you were talking about actually driving to church and you seen someone walking. No, I mean I was I was out here on the front porch standing there waiting for church to start. But But um I'm gonna let Braden I think he's gonna get into this last verse he really wants to talk about. It's in Galatians. It's chapter five, nineteen verses, nineteen through twenty three. Yeah, so this is kind of a sum up of what what things to avoid. And what not to do as Christians. So here's what it says. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. So that is a lot to take in. A lot to take in. But this is the works of the flesh. you got adultery, which is if you're married... And you cheat on your husband or wife, your spouse or whatever. Can't adultery? I'm not sure about this, but can't adultery also be like if you're if you're not exactly married, but you're with somebody, but you're also going off to get somebody else though? Well, not necessarily. I know that if you're if you're not married, but you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or even if you're single, if you look at another woman with lust, like a sexual desire, that's considered adultery. Yeah. If you if you have a sexual desire for him or her. And you're not with that person, that's adultery in his eyes. Yeah. It says it. Fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry. Idolatry is worshiping other gods. So like, kind of like money. If we worship money, that's all we think about. If that's our goal in life is to have as much money as we can, that's considered idolatry. Yeah, I mean, anything if it could be considered an idol. If you, all you do is sit down and watch TV, that can be considered an idol. And you really don't think about that. If you're obsessed with anything, really. Yeah, like, then if you're if you take your focus off God and you're focusing everything else, if you're focusing everything that you have on this thing, that's considered idolatry. And just like when we were in high school, when we played baseball all the time, I mean, that can also be considered an idol too. But if we're if we're playing baseball every single day like we did in high school, practicing every day, all of our all of our time is going towards that. It's not going towards God at all, and that can be considered that. Now, if you if you take what we did. You, you go to baseball practice, you spend hours at baseball practice, and then you go home and you read your Bible, that's fine because you're trying to equal out your time. You're focusing on baseball, but when you get home, 100% focus on God and His Word and what He says. Yeah, the only point it's considered an idol if you're spending way too much time on that and no time at all towards God. If that's all you focus on, that's all you care about, that's considered idolatry. And then it goes on to say sorcery, hatred. So like if you hate somebody and you have just hatred for this world, and you hate everything that you see, that's hatred, and that's the work of the flesh. You're not, because, I mean, the Bible is pretty much about love and what Jesus done for me, because Jesus loved us so much that he died for us. So we cannot have hatred for other things. 
that says contentions, jealousies. So like if you if you buy like a twenty twenty one Jeep uh Wrangler. Wrangler, sure. Or a Ford Bronco or something like that. I mean and and I sit here and I'm like, Man, I wish I had that. Like, why can't I have that? That's jealousies. And we have to be as Christians, we have to be thankful for what we have because God's blessed us even with the simple things that we have. And wanting something else, wanting something that somebody else has, that's jealousness, and we can't have that. Yeah, I mean, we should. <clears throat> I look at a lot of things in life. I'm like, well, why can't I? Like you said, I can't. Why can't I have that? They have this. I don't have this. But if we really look into ourselves and we really think about it, we are so much more blessed than we are. Because yes, there's people that have all these things, but they don't know God, and we're lucky enough to know God because there's not a lot of people in this world that does. We can have nothing, but as long as we have Jesus, we have everything. That's basically what it is. But there's, I've seen, I can't remember where I've seen this at, but it was, you can look at somebody and be like, man, I wish I had that. But you could reverse the roles, and they're probably looking at you and wanting something that you have. And you have to take that into account. Like, look at what you have and be thankful for it. Because somebody else, you could want what a rich person has, but like, like my dad's doing with these homeless people, all they want is a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have bottled water at my house, and you know, you have to take an account for what you what you have and be thankful for it. And it also goes to show too that money is—I know you hear it all the time—money is king, money is everything. But money really isn't because if you look at all these actors, there's a lot of people that are depressed, and they have yep. as, as much money as they want, but they don't have the stuff that we have. Like maybe they don't have family, they don't have anybody to go towards. We have that. They don't have that. That's one reason why they might be depressed. Yeah, you have to look at what you have before you get jealous of somebody else. Then it says outbursts of wrath, and you know we can't can't get mad so easily. Short is it short tempered? Is that what it's called? Short tempered. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't be short tempered. I have struggled with that a little bit. <coughs> Baseball. <sighs> we don't need to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I would come in the dugout and throw my helmet and everything like that. And yeah, I wouldn't want to come near you. Yeah, nobody came near me except Tyler DePriest. He was the only one that would come to me. He'd be like, "It's okay, buddy." Well, I'm I like, would shut up. Well, I would come near you, but you know, I kind of approach you slowly because I know you, you know <laughs> it's just a ticking time bomb. I might do something wrong. You might go off on me. I couldn't tell you how many times I threw a helmet. It was so bad. But um, I've got rid of that. I've, I've, I've well, you're not playing baseball now, so yeah. that's that temptation's away now. Yeah, and then it goes on to say selfish ambitions. Don't be so selfish. Don't try to be self-centered. Don't make everything about you. Make it about God. Point everything that you do towards God and quit making it about you. It's not about you. It's about what Jesus did for you. Then it goes on to say dissensions, heresies, envy, murders. Obviously, don't kill people. That's another one of the Ten Commandments. Um, We'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, Drunkenness. And it says in the Bible that you can drink every now and then. But it's the fact that when you get drunk is when it's a sin. Like you said earlier before we started this podcast, you know, it's drinking every now and then, it's okay. But drinking to get drunk every time you drink, that's what gets you in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I kind of believe that if someone maybe wants to have maybe just one drink, just maybe eating or doing something every now and then, maybe they got to cook out in the summers. And I think that's okay in my personal opinion. But if you're just doing it, for the sole purpose, hey, I want to get drunk. You know that that's where it gets bad. Yeah, and getting drunk to drown your sorrows, that doesn't work. I've, I've heard people talk about it. It doesn't work. I mean, it it might work for that for that night because you're not you don't know what you're doing. You're not thinking about anything. But 
once that next morning sets in and you you're completely you completely know what's got happening, I mean it's honestly going to be a lot worse than what it was before. Yeah. Then it, the last one says revelries. Then it goes on to talk about the fruits of the spirit. So this is saying like if you have the Holy Spirit truly, you will have these characteristics of love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. So all the things that Jesus had. He had patience. He had love. He had joy. Be joyful that you have Jesus Christ in your life and the things that you have. Long-suffering, kindness, be good to other people, and have faithfulness, faith to God. Have faith in His plan for you. And if you have the Holy Spirit, one of the biggest ones for me is peace. If you have the Holy Spirit and you have Jesus, you will have peace. Mm-hmm. In the end, everything's going to work out according to God's plan, and that's peaceful to me, knowing that everything I'm going through, everything that I've been through was there for a reason, gives me peace. Yeah, that's one thing that people struggle with, and I've struggled with too, because you don't know why something's happening in your life. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, you know? Yeah, I mean, you just got to slow down and think. In that moment, you might be like, well, why does this happen to me? But you got to slow down, think about it, and have faith in God's plan that that's happening for a reason. Yeah, there's been times where something's happened that I didn't understand at the time, but later on in my life, I'm like, wow. I'm glad that happened because it made me who I am today, you know? Yeah, and it makes you stop and think like, dang, I need to rely on his plan just a little bit more than I do. Oh, yeah. But that was kind of the basic of that, of everything that you need to avoid as a Christian and what not to do. But those are those are all the Bible verses that we're going to do. But we're going to get into some other things that we cannot accept that is going on in this world right now that we as Christians have to stand up against. And if you call yourself a Christian, you cannot support or agree with any of these things. And if you do, I hate to say it, but you need to stop calling yourself a Christian because these things are completely against what God says. And it's in the Bible. You can look all these up. It's completely against God's God's word. So uh, and Cole's going to go through the first three. Before I read these, and two, just because you've done maybe some of these things, just because... Maybe you've watched pornography. Maybe you've idolized something in your life. That doesn't mean you're not good enough. As long as as long as you turn towards God, it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. Then repent. Turn away from it. Get away from it. You cannot want any of these things as Christians. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to read the first three, and Brain's going to read the last four. So the first one is going to be porn. And I think this uh, it belittles uh, women and men as an object, which makes people, like Brain said, it makes it to where they're... People don't see them as a child of God, even though they are, and they might not realize that, but no one sees them as that, and they don't see themselves as that. And if you start porn at a young age, and as you get older, if you watch it every year, maybe even every night, if it's that bad at that point, then you are... It's a building block for sin. Yeah, I can't think of the word. And like I was saying, if you start at a young age, once you get older and you keep doing it, you're going to think it's normal. You're going to... Do it all the time and not think it's that bad of a thing because you've done it for that long and that's just your everyday life, you know? Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, this is okay, so I'm allowed to do other things. Exactly. And uh, the next one is going to be other gods, and this is going to be your idols. And that's putting something in front of God, like you talked about earlier, which could be anything, TV, baseball, anything that you're putting all your efforts into, that's not that's not the Bible, that's not towards God, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's putting God on a list, is what it is, because you have this list of things that you focus on, and God should be on his own list. There should be nothing else on that list. 
And if God is not on the top of that list, but in front of everything else, whatever is in front of that, that's everything it's is an idol. Fail. Everything in front of that's an idol, yeah. And it, it is going to fail. The last one is, it's kind of a touchy subject. It's the uh, LGBTQ community, um, which they support same-sex marriage, which is a very wrong thing in the Bible that we do not need to follow. And this is, as a Christian, we should not support this at all. And I know that people will say, well, you should support this. It's equality and stuff. Well, we shouldn't believe that. We shouldn't fall into that. No, I mean, there's a difference in I can love you as a person, but that does not mean I have to support you. I can love you as a human being because God made you the same way he made me. But the fact that you are doing something that goes against my God, that's not going to fly with me. I'm sorry, but you can get mad if you want to. But you're not going to, let's see, what's the word? You are not going to disobey my God like that and insult him like that and me not say something about it. That's not going to happen. I have a uh, I have a cousin. She's, she lives in Destin, Florida right now. And uh, she's married to another woman. So, and my dad always tells me all the time, and I'm like, you know, like, what do you, how do you feel about this? And he's, he always told me, I still love Kristen. That's her name. I still love Kristen, who she is as a person. I just don't support at all of what she does, which is what you said, which is that's what we should do. We shouldn't hate. If someone's maybe lesbian or bisexual, whatever they are, we should not hate them as a person. We should just not support what they do. And I watched a Christian on live. He was live. He said, I have many friends that are in the LGBTQ community, but they know, they know that I don't support what they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they should know that. If you are friends with them and they don't know, that's a problem. You should address how you feel right then and there. And they, if they don't want to be your friend, so be it. You have to stand by your God because he loves you a lot more than they love you. And they're going against what your God says. That's not okay. And if you're so, if you feel so strong about that, and they know how you feel on that subject, I mean, you never know that could make them want to look into it. Well, I wonder how why he's so passionate about that. I wonder who this God is. I should look into it and see who this person exactly. is. You know, then that could lead them to Christ too, as well. Yeah, it definitely could. So we're gonna go down. I'm gonna go down the last four. The first one I'm gonna touch on is social acceptance. So there's a lot of people in today's society, in high school, college, or whatever, they do, they want to fit in. They want to fit in with the crowd. And that mainly, that a lot of times leads to them doing something that they shouldn't do. That leads to a lot of times of them making wrong choices. And that really gets them into some trouble. And just because they want to be accepted, they do things that they are not supposed to do as Christians. And I think we need to slow down, back up, and think, hey, I'm already accepted. Mm-hmm. I'm a child of God. He accepted me as I am. Turned me, turned my life around. Got rid of all that sin. Now I need to step up to the plate and not worry about the world. Worry about Him. If you focus on Him, you ain't gonna worry about this world. But that's don't worry about fitting in with the crowd because I tried it in high school. It doesn't work. That's where you have your most temptations is in high school and college. That's where you're around these people. 24 7 because right now since we're not in, well i'm in college but we're not really actually in college and stuff mm-hmm. but when we were in high school we had to be there but now we have a choice we don't have to go to that party we don't have to be around that person but in high school it's a lot different yeah i mean the choices that we make can impact our lives later on and that's a big one so and then i'm gonna skip down to idolize and this is a really really big one we've mentioned this several times but 
idolizing somebody, seeing other things rather than focusing on God. And I'm I'm not going to make this long, but I can't stress this enough. You cannot put things before God because if you do, it's not going to work out. No matter no matter if you make excuses like, oh, I read my Bible at night or something like that, you can't just push it to the side. You can't do that because you got to think what he done for you. You can't. In my position, baseball was pretty much what I, I grew up. Baseball. It's all I did. And I loved it. But I couldn't put that before God because he was the one that allowed me to do that. He was the one that allowed me to play. He was the one that allowed me to go out there every day and have fun with my friends and watch my parents cheer and everything. But I I had to put him before that because other than that, it wouldn't have worked out the way it did. I I think it's one of the hardest things for us to do as Christians is to put God first because there's so many earthly things that we might think are, you know, more interesting or fun or, or more fun to do. So we need to put God first. And, I mean, I, I think I struggle with that probably the most because I do a lot of things. I mean, I have recently, like, putting putting stuff before God. Like, recently I've been working too much and having schooling so much, and I felt like I haven't really had that much time to study or to read the Bible. When In reality, that should be my number one priority. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times we don't realize we're doing it because we we go through our lives, we go to work, like in your case, you go to work, you go to school, you come home, and you study. You do you do homework, you do uh, tests like you have right now, and it doesn't really click with your mind. And a lot of times we don't realize we're doing it. Like me, I wake up, I tie flies, I go fishing, I go to FedEx, and it doesn't really click with me throughout my day to include that. And I have to, I'm, I gotta quit putting all that before Him. Yeah, you don't ever think about it until you just sit down and think about it. We need to like set like a reminder of ourselves that we need to put God first. And I hope that this podcast of what we talked about is a reminder to you that God's our number one priority and we should put Him first. Yeah, then there's two more. It's the no alcohol or drugs. So the reason that we don't like this stuff is, like we mentioned earlier, you can have one beer or whatever, alcohol or whatever, but if you do it to get drunk or you do drugs to get out of the, and it takes you out of your state of mind, it takes you out of your focus, I guess you could say. That's the biggest thing. And it, which leads to bad choices, bad decisions that you really don't know you're doing. Like I've been around it. Now a lot of regrets too. Yeah. I mean, you, you come out of that state of mind that you're in. You're like, did I do that? Like, yeah. Crap. Like I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I've never personally like got drunk or done anything like that, but there's a lot of people that they'll wake up like the next morning after drinking a lot. And they're like, "What did I do last night? What did I do?" And then you show them what they did, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't no. believe I did that." You know? I mean, it takes you. God gives you this mind to be focused on Him and to know the truth and to spread the truth and to stay focused on the important things in your life. And when you do alcohol to get drunk or you do drugs to get out of your state of mind. That's taking that focus off of God because you can't really focus. You can't focus on the subject of hand of, hey, I need to realize that God died for me and I got to do what he says. And I think that's a big one that a lot of a lot of kids struggle with today is they're like, oh, this is the cool thing now is, you know, to smoke pot, to drink and get drunk and have fun with friends. You can have fun as a Christian without alcohol, without drugs. Without yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, I'm having fun doing this podcast right now. I mean, me and Braid's not here drinking, are we? No. <laughs> nope. But uh, uh, last one, this is a really, really big, big subject. Abortion. Uh, 
So I am 120,000% against it. You can get mad if you want to, but it's murder. And because if you if you want to get rid of that baby, don't have sex. It's that simple. Don't be don't be an idiot and have a baby and you're like, "Oh, I just want to get rid of it." God put that life for there for a reason, whether you like it or not. And for you to kill something so innocent and something so precious and say that it's not murder, that just boils my blood because that is a gift from God. He that's 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 a little child inside of there and you choose to do it without without a second thought. And people say too, like <clears throat> You know, well, you know, I wasn't planning on having a baby. It's not my fault. Well, yeah, it is is your fault. You know, you know the risks of having sex. You know that every time you have sex, you have that little chance. It doesn't matter if you're on birth control, if you wear protection, whatever it is. You know there's a small chance you're going to have a baby, and you need to be prepared to have that baby. Yeah, and and another thing in the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not kill. One thing I really want to mention, too, is um, people believe that since the baby's not actually born, it's not, you know, it's not living, it's not a real person. But if, my, my big thing about this is, if if abortion isn't killing a baby, if you don't think abortion's killing a baby, then when a mother is killed that is pregnant, why is it called a double homicide? Why is it, why is it double murder if there's just one person? Like, I've seen several cases of, if, if a pregnant lady gets killed, even if it's just the first week, the first week of pregnancy, and it's just barely there, it's still can two counts of murder, and I mean that's you can't you can't disagree with that and agree with abortion. Yeah, I just I, one thing I just don't understand is if someone kills a pregnant lady and it's considered double homicide, how is the mother killing the baby getting an abortion? How is that not kill, uh, considered a murder to her? Why does she not get in trouble? Why does she not go to prison for that? Because that is a murder. It's the same thing as if she killed. If she, it's the same thing as if she had an abortion with her. With her son or with her daughter, than to kill them when they're ten years old. It's the same exact thing. It really it's is still a person. I mean, but at the same time, you got to think. My dad mentioned, and there's some cases where they have no choice but to get an abortion because medical, like a medical condition or something like that. Like, hey, if you don't have this abortion, we're, both of y'all are gonna die. And I know I've heard of several parents of them having to get an abortion and it breaks their hearts like they don't want to do it because they've worked for so they've worked so hard to have that baby prepared and you know to get rid of that i know it breaks a lot of people's hearts there's some cases where they have no choice and i see i don't see anything wrong with that because sometimes it just doesn't work out and it happens like that and there's cases too about how people will say that well it's okay to get an abortion if, let's say, a woman got raped, right, and she's pregnant because she got raped. Well, my thing about that is that's not the baby's fault. No. It's not the baby's fault that, you know, that happened. It's not, so the mother still has, in my opinion, the mother still has no right to abort that baby. I can understand that it would be so hard to raise that baby because of that, what happened. Knowing that's not knowing, really. Knowing that how it went down and who the father really is, but... I mean, even if you had to send it into adoption or foster parents, that's a lot better yeah. than that baby being killed. Yeah, I mean, if if you don't want that, and I I don't, I've never been in that situation because I'm not a girl. But my 
what my thought process would be was even if I don't want that baby because it brings me back bad memories of how this happened and why it went down, I at least want to give it to a loving and caring family that will love this child. That's that's my thought on that. But at the same time, you can't, don't take that baby's life just because of something that happened. Yeah. So I think we're going to read four more things that Braden came up with, which I think is really good. Um, we're going we're gonna to touch them a little bit, but not too much because they're kind of self-explanatory. And uh, so, Braden, I'm going to let you read the first one real quick. All right. So the first one is true faith. And that equals, if you have true faith, it means you're a new creation through Christ. And true faith means you have that you have new desires and new affections for different things. And that comes from the Holy Spirit that God gives you when you accept him into your life. So when you have that Holy Spirit, you are a new creation through Jesus Christ. And the next one, his love for us and our love for him will drive us to do what's right. So and what's right, we need to obey God. We've got to spend time with him. We need to get to know him. And love others. So we need to get to know God. We need to read the Bible. We need to do all these things to get closer to God. And we honestly should want to do that as Christians. Yeah, we would. We should want to get to the one that saved us from everything that we've done wrong. Uh, the third one is do the right thing, but not because it say not because it saved you, but because Christ saved us. So you want to just make sure that you always remember why you're doing what you're doing. If you're doing something bad, there's no reason that you're doing it. If you're doing something good for others, it's because Christ saved you from your sins and you should want to obey him, which is do the right thing for other people. Yeah, you shouldn't just get saved because there's some people that's like, well, I'm just going to get saved and live my life. You know, I'm going to heaven. I'm just going to get saved. You know, we don't need to get saved just with that mentality. I'm getting saved just so I can go to heaven. We need to get saved. Like you said, we need to get saved because Christ saved us. We should want to do that. And that's for a him. that's a lukewarm Christian that just gets saved and continues on with their life. That means you you accepted Christ, but you keep living for the world. You keep living for your flesh. And you know what that says? It says he's gonna spit you out of your mouth. Spit you out of his mouth. So be careful. So on this last one, everything that you do doing in God's glory. Even if it's playing baseball or doing something fun, we should give all the glory to God. And, I mean, people, even in the NFL, like Russell Wilson we've talked about, when he goes to his uh, post-game press conferences, um, <clears throat> like after a big win or if he did something really good, or even if he was having a bad game, he gives all the glory to God because God gives him that ability to play that game. Yeah, as Christians, we should always, no matter the, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, we should always find a way to glorify God in what we do and what we say. So, guys, I think we've had a really, really good discussion today, and it's went a little longer than we expected it, but it's honestly a really good thing that yeah. we've went this long and we can talk, we can talk about this much stuff to you guys. So, yeah, I, th- I think we touched on several topics today that I hope you guys can take from, that you sit down and you think about it, and you're like, you kind of realize what you need to fix, and you realize what you need to work on and pray to God about it. And make sure you're always in prayer, and make sure you're always reading. Make sure you're always focusing on him. But um, I think that's going to be it. So uh, hope you guys have a good rest of the week. We will see you all on Wednesday. Adios.